What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Eastern Current. Tonight it's going to be just me and Cameron um, chit-chatting on here about what we have in our boat and our tackle bags in, uh, in, in during the springtime. So um, we've both gone out to our boats this afternoon and pulled together um, a lot of the stuff that we've been fishing the past couple weeks and that we're going to be fishing um, coming the next couple weeks. And uh, he's at his house, I'm at my house. We're, we're talking through Skype on Ecamm Live, so we're recording this. Um, separately and it's just a cool way that we can continue to create content together um, you know but still stay six feet apart technically we're like six miles apart right now so <laughs> I think we're pretty safe but uh, just a quick reminder if you do love this podcast it is a huge help if you go support us on patreon um, we just we put a lot of time and effort into this and we have a, a decent amount of money invested in this and so you can do five dollars a month or ten dollars a month or a custom donation of a dollar a month or a hundred thousand dollars a month if you give us a hundred thousand dollars a month I will fish you every single day of the month um, for the rest of your life so I'm just <laughs> kidding but uh, but yeah check out patreon check out our uh, insider Facebook group you can hop on there and chat with other people that enjoy listening to this podcast all we really want to do with this is create a fishing community um, a fishing group of people that, that like to fish uh, the East Coast and like to talk about redfish, snook, flounder, trout, tarpon, all the inshore fish, near shore fish. That's what we focus on. So um, I'm going to stop hammering down and uh, I don't even need to introduce y'all, but here's Cameron. What's up, man? Not much. You've been uh, pretty slammed with work lately, haven't you? Been very slammed with work, unfortunately. Yeah. Not so much fishing going on. Not so much fishing. Um, yeah, trying to sneak out when I can. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I just realized when I went out to grab some stuff out of the tackle box, and God, it keeps sounding like I'm tooting over here, but my arms are sliding on the table. <laughs> it's like, um, but I realized I have like 10 mud minnows in my live well that have been mm -hmm. there for like a week that are dead. I didn't open it. I'm terrified to open it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens when I'll, I'll uh, I might record my, my, uh, live Your well reaction, my reaction. Yeah reactionary live well opening but uh, <laughs> well cool so you uh you fished this morning didn't you i did yeah you had a little luck i didn't yeah i had, I had a little luck i didn't have um a ton of time so i just grabbed some mud minnows and caught a couple and and left because i had nice. to be back by 8 30 so I, there was no messing around heck yeah um i uh i was as you know idling my so i just got the power head replaced in my bigger boat and i was idling it down from uh, from Hampstead back to Wrightsville Beach, and I'm using the Slew Point boat ramp to put in. And there was, I thought, with this you know ramp closure, we were going to see a lot less fishing pressure. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting up in the tower, coming on the waterway, and the tide was high. And every spot that I knew there were redfish in, I could see boats in <laughs> almost oh, every spot. And two of them had <laughs> four boats on like a small school, or one of them had four boats in a small school, another one had two boats. And so. Um, I'm just like, golly, these fish are getting. I thought they were gonna get a little break, but I don't think they are. You would think so. You would think so, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Like even this morning, I mean, I left my dock at six mm -hmm. when I I had been fishing for ten minutes, and someone came in and was fishing on the same spot. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like when this all first started happening, I was like, man, it's gonna be way less pressure and just. I think people have more time on their hands now and are like, well, what better way to get away than go out and go fishing? So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm glad people are enjoying the water, I, but I'm, I'm frustrated that the fish aren't getting a break. <laughs> it's just selfishness, <laughs> yeah. really. It's just selfish. It's my uh, conservation, you know. I want them to yeah. myself. <laughs> That's right. 
That's right. But um, well, cool. Well, let's start going through. I guess we'll call this like our tackle box spring, talk. Spring tackle. Spring tackle box. Spring talk. tackle box. Yeah. Let's uh, let's start with you. Let's uh, we'll just go bait for bait. Let's start with uh, you know, on the surface and work our way down to the bottom. You want to? Yeah. Sounds great. All right. Um, so top water wise, as you guys probably know, because we've talked about this a little bit, this is uh, a she dog. Oh yeah, uh, Mirror makes she dog, yep. I believe. Mirror Lure makes she dog. I absolutely love this uh, this hard bait. I mean, it's like I think I just have a lot of confidence in it because I've, I've caught a lot of fish on it. But if you can hear it, it's a higher pitch. So loud. It's super loud, and you would think, oh my god, that's almost like too abrasive. But for whatever reason, they say, I think it just pisses them off. God, the stripers were crushing it the other day too. The stripers were crushing it. Yeah, I didn't. I, I just kind of threw that out there willy nilly, um, hoping that it would it would do as good as it does for uh, for redfish, and it, it seemed to work pretty good. Okay. And even uh, even this spring, with um, some schools that have been like a little bit skittish. Uh, I know we've talked about like we're, I'm gonna go back in my words on working a top water. Oh like, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm glad you're sharing this. This is cool. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was fishing one school and like they they were eating really good and I was with my wife and we were using she was using live bait uh, just so we could catch some. I was like you know I'm gonna throw top water for a second and I had a just happened to have a she dog on. And I threw it out there, and they're in deep water. Yeah. Which is like, okay, they're in deep water, probably not going to Deep being, how deep was it? I don't know, maybe four or five feet. Four or five feet, okay, sweet. But maybe maybe even more, maybe six feet. Okay. They were like coming up from out of nowhere and just boiling on it, like three of them at a time, boiling on it, boiling on so it. So fun. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep working it like I normally do for redfish, and like it just wasn't working. It wouldn't commit. And so... What I, I did exactly what I said not to do, which is when I, when I saw a fish come up and boil on it, mm-hmm. I would do like what we were doing with those stripers, like stop the top water completely. And they would like be circling underneath it, and I'd give it a couple little jerks, and they'd get a little closer, and then I'd give it one little jerk, and they would hit it when it was completely dead still. Really? That's crazy. I, I yeah, you I just don't hear that from, from redfish very, very much. No, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if it was because, you know, it, this was – couple weeks ago so the water was i don't know maybe mid 60s yeah so not they weren't like really fired up on the top water but they were more fired up on it when i worked it more sporadically and so maybe they just you know being a little more hesitant working it a little more slowly and erratic seemed to set them off seemed to get the bite so that just proves like never stick to just one retrieve on any yeah you know change it up yeah, and like in in reading the how the fish are reacting to it, right? Yeah. Because like if you're like I could tell when I was just walking the dog, walking the dog, and one would come up and boil on it, he w- he would stop following it. Yeah. If I just kept it at the same uh, rhythm, but if I would slow it down and just keep it there, he would just stay stick around it, like he was thinking about eating it, thinking about eating it, <laughs> and then I'd give it one little jerk, and he'd like come up and kind of circle it again, and then he'd kind of go away, and then I'd give it a couple more jerks, and he'd come back and. Eventually, he just got frustrated with that's, it, I guess. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so fun. I can't say I've ever really had, you know, been able to watch a redfish follow a plug that long. I've seen it with trout. Um, yeah. And I've never had it with redfish. I mean, I've seen them follow a plug, but never, like, as soon as I, like, stop it or do something different, I feel like they're gone. 
But yeah. that, that's awesome that you were able to read that, it was, change it uh, up, and, and it paid off. Yeah, it was nice. And, and it was easier to read the fish because the water was so clear. Yeah. That, like, when they would come up, you could see them, you know, bright as day. You could, re- you could read them so much easier than if it's, you know, summertime and the water's really murky and you can't really tell if there's a fish following in or not unless you see it wake. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about my uh, my top waters. And so I've got, I just brought a handful in here. Um, but I've got, I'm, sh- I'm shy one size. So I like this time of year trout fishing and I usually change up, so tangled up, change up. I, t- I, sh- I make these hooks larger and take the middle one out. Learned that from Ryan Christofferson. Um, but this is a full size spook. Let me bring it back here so you can see it. There we go. So three hooks on a, on a head and spook, that's a full size spook. Um, then you've got like a one knocker that's a little bit smaller than this. That's two hooks. I really like the one knocker as well. I don't have any of those with me. And then the Spook Junior. Here's a custom one that I painted. Um, I haven't named this color, but maybe uh, the Midnight Bandit. Sounds like a good color name for it. I can't get it to focus. There we go. It's uh, pink with purple and then black. Um, I really just trade around between the different spook sizes. If I'm red fishing, you know, usually a one knocker. If I'm having a little bit of trouble getting them to bite, um, I'll switch up that Spook Junior. And then with trout, it's either like a full-size spook. Well, I fish all those as well. All the different sizes are great. If I'm going to just throw one size all day, though, it's probably going to be a one knocker, which I don't have in the box here. Um, and this is another cool top water that I've, I've really liked in the summer as it warms up a little bit more, but it's called a Skitter V um, by Rapala. It's, a, it's like a skitter walk, but it's got this V belly on it, and you can get these really wide, um, you know, cadence back and forth with, the, with as you walk it it's you don't want to work it quite as fast i found but you get some really big cuts so you can it's nice for trout because you can walk it really in one spot really well it'll sit you know and move forward very little so this probably would have been a great top water for those fish you were talking about because you could have kind of kept it in one spot cameron for a little, a little while yeah that's um, cool i've never even i've never even heard those yeah they got them in intercoastal the skitter bees and not a lot of people fish them but um, when I, I, I got turned on to these and I'd seen them, but, um, down in Louisiana, Dave and Ralph from iStrike, when they were fishing with me one time down there, um, brought a couple of these, left them with me. We caught some redfish on them. Uh, the one thing about them is, um, on big redfish, they've got, you know, some pretty, pretty flexible hooks. So, um, up in your, uh, your hardware, it doesn't hurt, but those are my, here's a skitter walk super beat up chartreuse skitter walk chartreuse is it well we didn't even talk about that what, what colors do you like cameron for um for top water this time of year? i like um i really like pink okay. like i have this one um that's kind of pink and clearish silver yeah on the side i, I really like that i call color. that clover <laughs> yeah that works <laughs> um and i i really like pink and, I, and then i really like ones with just silver bellies okay in, in chartreuse Sweet. Sweet. Are probably my, like are probably my favorites. And then maybe super early in the morning, like a black. Yeah. Do you ever throw any bone? Any bone colored topwaters, like an off white? I have a couple bone colored ones. I, I don't throw them as much as the other ones. Yeah. So like, I um, I know that they work. I just okay. don't throw them as much. Sweet. Oh, and Sweet. One, one quick pro tip. Yeah, let's hear it. Oh, yeah. Your little, yeah. Uh, your little pro tip's awesome. If you, if you ever get frustrated with. Uh, all your treble hooks getting like totally tangled in your tackle box like mine totally used to. Totally tangled. Totally <laughs> tangled. Um, I, you can get these little 
can you see that, Jen? Yeah, yeah, I can see it. You get these little uh, hair rubber bands from CVS, and you just, you know, wrap it around these two hooks at the bottom, and literally they don't tangle at all. Yeah, that's awesome. It's just a pain in the, the I, I don't put them back on when just I'm cut them off. in the boat. Yeah, I just cut them off with my pliers and then throw them back in the box, and then when I'm feeling really productive, I'll... Uh, I'll go back and put rubber bands on again. <laughs> I need to do that. I, honestly, I need to buy some. I'm going to talk about this real quick for that reason. Some more of these tackle boxes because this thing's badass. Um, it's the new Plano Edge series. Um, there, I've got another one here that um, just extremely waterproof. I held one of these under the water for quite a while the other day in my bathtub. I've actually made, did a video of it, like a review video that's going to come out, and I didn't get any water in there probably for like three minutes. Um, but so these new Plano Edge hard bait boxes, and so I put these in here, it's been on my boat for a couple days, and here's, this is gonna be my negative review. It has shot a few of the mare lures out of the thing, see how it's a little mixed up? Mm -hmm. uh, but overall, it holds all your baits down into this, it looks like AstroTurf almost, really big AstroTurf. <laughs> uh, but you can keep all your hard baits super organized, hooks aren't tangled up. I feel like a topwater would be a little – like all these bigger, larger baits I've got in here have slid out a little bit more. So it might not be great for topwaters. Maybe they'll make a larger one for it. Um, but it works great for, for hard baits. Small hard baits. Yes. Yeah, so like all, all my – even my larger like full-size mirror lures are kind of sliding out of here. But now that I've got them all tucked back into bed, I'll show you how it works. So you can just keep everything super organized and sorted in this. Um, this is the Plano Edge. Um, crankbait box, I think is what they call it, crankbait catcher. Um, and that way, one, you know, I think a, one of the big problems with these is they sit in a pile and the water drips off through all of them in your tackle box and you get all rusty. But like this, everything drips to the bottom and it's got what's called, what they are calling uh, rust resistor, I think. It's wa or water wick, dry lock seal, yeah, or restrictor is what it's called. And so they've got these restrictor tabs in there that pull all the humidity out. Oh, that's uh, nice. So I'm tempted to honestly like throw some old jig heads and crap in here and put some salt water in there and see how well it does. Um, but yeah, these Plano boxes are sweet. So uh, apart, know, sorry, what were you saying? There, there's, um, I don't do this, but someone, I, someone I fish with has done this. If you ever buy something that has like one of those little pads in it yeah. for like moisture, if you put that in your fly box or your in, in like in your tackle bag, uh -huh. it uh, supposedly it helps with rust. Yeah, I've ordered. Uh, I've, you can order a whole big bag of them off Amazon, like a, like mm -hmm. two hundred of them for like eleven bucks. I think. I, I think I might be the person you're talking about. I started doing that last year, and it, it didn't you, seem like it helped. I mean, I still got some rust at the end of the season, but um, you know, typically what happens is my mirror lure box goes in my boat hatch. Mm -hmm. in about two months and sits there all summer and I don't even really touch a mirror lure and I open it up in the fall and every one of them is rusted so I'm excited to see how this helps out um, I probably just throw some of those other things on top of the, the this and, and see yeah. if it keeps it because uh, I have I have these which uh -huh. are pretty common I would say yeah definitely. and they're I haven't done the water test on them but I mean they're fairly waterproof but like like you said I, I I will um, probably change out the hooks on these once a year on all these. Yeah. But, like, I put one top water in there after I've used it, and it seems like that whole row is rusted. at some point is all rusted. Yeah. yeah so maybe those little pads would help. Yeah, I think that, that uh, 
it's worth a try for sure. I mean, it'd be you'd have to truly run a test on it. You know, like put some water in one with some of the uh, you know moisture wicking stuff in there, and then same tackle box with another one and test it. Maybe that's something I'll do. That'd be a good video is to like just test out a few tackle boxes, their waterproofness, and like how well they they keep stuff from rusting. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But another tackle box. While we're talking about tackle boxes, this this company's awesome. So it's called I, th- I guess you pronounce it Groove or Gruv G R U V, um, and it just for it helps in the same way of just keeping all your jigs separated. Um, I'll move it back. Is that in focus there a little bit more? Yeah, it's um, good. And so you can sort out all your jigs in here. I've got two of these now, um, and it's just it's a rubber. And these whole rubber things, uh, like if this if this bottom row was to get torn up, I could take that whole one out, order another one, and pop it in there. Um, but your jig heads just press through these little gaps, and so it just holds everything real organized. Um, I really I've really liked it. I think there's probably some other companies that make them, but this has been I've had this for over a year now, and it's been really durable. Um, and then uh, yeah, so mirror lures. I, this time of year, let me talk a little bit real quick. Do you have any mirror lures you want to talk about? Any hard subsurface hard baits? No, no. Okay. Um, really, there's just one color that. I, I, well, all right. There's one bait that that should be talked about. I haven't been fishing it, but I fished with Ben the other day, and uh, I think it's a twitching wrap. It looks like a mirror lure by Rapala. Mm-hmm. It comes with single hooks, single J hooks. Um, but definitely need to switch it out to to trebles. Um, ben hooked three really big fish on it the day we were fishing together and pulled every single one of them off on a single Really? Box. Yeah. And that was like enough to know, all right, it definitely needs treble. So then we were both being so lazy, Ben wouldn't change it. And I'm like, all right, you know, give me your freaking plug. And I took some trebles off one of my mirror lures and put it on there. Um, but the color I really like, if I were to just gonna ever throw one color mirror lure, it would be this rainbow trout here. So it's like got an olive back, mm-hmm. pink on the side. Um, it's got some like broken foil flash underneath the, the the main case of the body. And I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of those, and then a few other colors. <laughs> uh, a bunch of pinks. I like the pinks. Mardi Gras, another great color. The Yozuri 3DS Mino, you've heard us talk a lot about that with the weight strips on the bottom. Another great little bait to have around. I mean, the tr- I think we're going to – don't give up on the trout. Like everyone's so, you know, gung-ho on the redfish right now because it's that time of year. There's a lot of trout around. You know, we had a strong fall, and if you can find the trout, they are chewing, and there's usually a bunch of them together. Um, so start to look near your fall spots, like where you were catching them good early fall. Start looking around there, exploring the creek mouths, and just up in the creeks a little bit of where you are catching them. Um but yeah, so you want to you want to take away another bait that you've been, you know, throwing this spring sure. or throw this spring? Yeah, I guess I'll get into some soft baits. Some soft baits. Um, yeah, which one should I start? So this is one I like, uh, especially this color. Yep. It's kind of like a, I don't know what you call it, like a flesh color. <laughs> Shardy, shark flesh is what I call it. <laughs> yeah, with green on the bottom or chartreuse. Um, I, I mean, really, if we're talking redfish, I think they're fairly not so picky um i think it's more so the action and i really like just paddle tails this time of year i mean if you can get in in front of them generally they're going to eat it pretty well um if it's shallow obviously i throw a lighter jig head um and you know ever since i started using these ice strike jig heads yeah i can't i like can't use anything else yeah they're they're the hookup ratio is incredible I know. Uh, do you do you like the traditional jig head by them better, or yeah, do you like do. the uh, the Texas Eye better? Um, you know what? 
I have a Texas side here, um, but I haven't thrown this thing a ton. Yeah. I know you had you had some uh, good videos of you catching some fish with these. I do love the Texas eye. Yeah, um, but I, so I'm. This is a bait I haven't used a ton of, but I'm really looking forward to using it, especially maybe like in the grass, um, you know, around oyster beds. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm just excited to use this bait. I think it'll be good for sure. I think there's so many applications for the Texas eye, but what I really like about the Texas eye is that that articulation on it and so throwing it with a z-man or any soft plastic that floats but i haven't found one that's better than a z-man if you have mm-hmm. let me know um and throwing it when i'm sight fishing to fish in shallower water because you throw it and then that whole bait's going to float up on that uh you know articulated piece on that jig head and you can just barely move it and you get a lot of movement out of the bait and so mm-hmm. when you're fishing like belly crawlers or fish that are really shallow just having that and being able to just barely jiggle it in front of them and get a lot of movement and that bait's going to stand up you know and, and they're going to see it a lot better and not that you can't fish it like a normal jig head or swim it or anything like that but that little that the ability to be able to wiggle a little bit to fish it like a ned rig mm-hmm. uh, i think is 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 really really cool i think you'll like it for that this summer yeah I think one thing that's important with these two is, um, is just rigging them right. Yeah. And you you have another video I think that you made where you show how to rig these because it's a little bit, just, kind of tricky. Yeah, it's it's confusing. You're like, wait, how do I get the head on here? Like with this. Right. Yeah. And you'll you I mean you'll know when you have it right. But like one thing you just want to make sure is that it's like it lays flat yeah. because if it's got like an indentation, and it's like this. It's not going to swim right. Exactly. Exactly. Good word, Cameron. Good word. Um, Try to look and see if there's any jig, different jig heads in here. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, I pretty much have all ice strike jig heads in different weights and stuff, but they do make a couple different ones, like uh, this weedless one. Can you see that metal bar on top? Yes. All right. The so, weedless eye. Yeah, I haven't I haven't thrown this one that much, especially in the grass. Um but I I think this thing would do awesome. I mean, it's like super weedless. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, because I mean that that guard is really gonna. It's almost fairly firm, which I'd be interested to see like what the hookup ratio is. I think any thing. sort of an aggressive bite, you're gonna be fine. We'll push that down. Oh yeah. yeah. And even so, like I'm just feeling it right now. It seems like you could kind of bend this thing to make Get it a little, little give it a little more give. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you definitely can. Um, so that would be something. I'd be interested to try uh, yeah, a little definitely. more of in the grass. And then uh, just the traditional weedless um, on a jerk shad. I really like jerk shads in the grass. I feel like they just do better for some reason. You can kind of get those quick little cuts back and forth. Yeah, you can get the quick little cuts and like, um, yeah, I don't know. They just seem to be a little more aggressive and you can kind of get it in their face and they seem to like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a sexy looking little bait right there. Yeah, for super clear water, um, I think this would be a great bait. Definitely. Um, and these, I, I can't remember who makes these hooks, but they come in like super lightweight. I think so that's a Gamagatsu. I could be wrong. I think it is though. That sounds right. Um, but these, like, you can bury the hook in the top a little bit, and it'll be like completely weedless if you're still catching grass. Or you can just let it let it lay flat. And some some of these jerk sheds and other soft plastics have a groove on the top for it. The hook just kind of lays in. Yeah, which is nice. 
Yeah, if I'm throwing that like in the, on a flood tide in the grass, that's what I'm doing, tucking that that top piece in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you could it'll still work great even if it's not tucked in is what I found. Like, you know, if you're fishing open water with it or whatnot. And the cool thing about a jerk shad man is it you can get like a walk the dog motion underwater with a soft mm-hmm. plastic. So you can you can cover the water real well, get real quick darty action, let it fall. I think I mean I fish some jerk shads here, but when I go down and fish with my buddy Adam or my buddy Hanson or anybody down in the in the lower Florida area, um, South Florida, man, like for snook, tarpon, um, the redfish down there, all they're almost all throwing fluke style soft plastic baits. Like that quick dart, 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 and let it fall, and then dart, 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 and let it fall. Mm-hmm. Um, seems yeah. to really, really get fish fired up. Um, yeah. So speaking about heads, so I just got a bunch of stuff in from iStrike. <laughs> um, and one thing that I want to talk about that I feel like is going to be killer for trout in the winter, but also for redfish in the summer. Are these Ned Ned locks that they're making for these Ned rig hooks? I wish I had another camera angle so I could show this to you. But so this hook sits flat like this. So when you throw it with a Z-Man on it, it's going to land like this. So it's sticking straight up. Um, this is a bass bait, and so they make Z-Man actually makes a bunch of really short little baits for this. But if you put a trout trick on this, it's going to sit just like this on the bottom every time it hits the bottom with the tail sticking straight up. So yeah. you can shake it and wiggle it and stuff. I mean, sight fishing redfish with a trout trick and this thing yeah. is going to be deadly. I haven't done it, but I, that's the whole reason I got these. I got them for wintertime trout. I'm surprised there's no eyes on that thing. I know. They need to put a big eye on this end, but they're making it for Z-Man, I believe. Um, okay. And this little this little mold that they've got for this little uh, bait keeper is killer. It's got like a ton of little grooves in it. You can't really see it. But go check these out on the iStrike website. Um, I think sight fishing redfish with a trout trick and these Ned Ned rig heads is going to be um, next level. And they're light, they're lighter, so you need a lighter rod to throw them. But if you're like you know really precise casting, light tackle, finesse fishing for these belly crawlers and tailors, you know on mud banks and mud flats, I think it's going to be a great bait. Here that reminds is... me of sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. That reminds me of you made me get these. A while ago when we were bass fishing uh-huh i gotta imagine that they would be really good for redfish too is these guys oh yeah yeah, yeah the uh God, what is that called slanted again slanted head so it it's, sits like this yeah it's called a uh golly i'll, I'll think of it and i'll say it um, um i I've, I've had this in my tackle box forever and i'm like i need to throw that for redfish it's got to just it's got to be killer because i mean even if you hold it still it's sitting off the bottom like this yeah oh yeah with the z-man on it that's the cool yeah. thing about these the, the elastic is that it floats and it gives you this whole new way to present baits on the bottom mm-hmm. you know like a paddle a z-man paddle tail on that like like just yeah, slow rolling it. it yeah if there's a little current it's gonna already have oh movement. my gosh it's gonna be killer and like slow rolling it and stopping it like the little minnow tips over a little bit and is like looking yeah. down on the, on the bottom gonna be yeah. killer this right here i can't show y'all but it's some prototypes from iStrike. so very soon <laughs> we'll be doing some videos of those i'll show those to you later cameron um some really sick stuff i'm excited about here are some more redfish eyes some lighter trout eyes um but this we'll talk about both of these if you're fishing fiddler crabs for anything these jail baits Definitely pick some up from iStrike. They're uh, really, really cool. You rig a, you can rig a live fiddler crab on here um, with a rubber band, and it's got two hooks on it. 
there, I just don't think there's going to be a better hookup ratio for sheep's head on fiddler crabs. Uh, another sheep's, sheep's head are notorious bait stealers. Oh my gosh, they're so good. And you think they're the sea bass. They're good at letting you think they're little sea bass. Mm -hmm. It's probably 15 pound sheep's head every time. Um, the other bait that I've, that I've started fishing um, due to my buddy Elias, and I've, I've become buddies and we're actually having them on the podcast soon, is bottom sweeper jig. Um, and these are the bottom sweeper jigs here. Um, it's like a, just a short jig head, really short shank hook, but for fishing mud crabs, larger crabs that you can't fish on those eye strike jig heads, man, these things are killer. They fish the same way, really short shank. You're going to feel those sheep's head bites really well. Um, they come in a lot of different weights and, uh, different colors, but another great option when you're fishing black drum or sheep's head vertically. So these, these you want to fish both the sheep's head jigs, the jail baits and these bottom sweeper jigs. You want to fish them vertically, like right under mm -hmm. the boat. You don't want to cast it out and let it sit there. You can. Um, there's also another great jig, First Flight Lures, that, that makes another jig that's kind of like this. The only thing I don't like about his is the, the, the hook articulates, and it's not it's not locked in. I feel like you might not feel quite as much with that. Um, but check out Bottom Sweeper, sweeper check out Eye Strike. Um, all right. You got it, Cameron? Yeah. No, I mean, I think the other two I have are just pretty standard, like just a... Uh, jig head with a diesel minnow on it yeah um i do like this color a lot i'm, I'm running fairly low what color on, is that uh, again is that bad shot no yeah this is I, that is bad I shot? it is bad shot it's black on the top and kind of gray on the bottom okay is i have so much shot? trouble i think so i have so much trouble keeping up with um colors. i mean this something like this just doesn't seem to fail that much if you're throwing it to redfish yeah um and then another color that I really like in the grass, speaking of flood tide fishing, is is this color fluke. I don't know if you can see it, but it's... It's like a baby like, bass color almost. Yeah, it's kind of green green on the top and like an off pink on the on the bottom. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. S sweet, sweet. So here's another bait that I've, I've got a bunch from Elias, um, a guy that I fish with a good bit now. Um, and these are his, his Mackinac heads. So he's, he's, he does a lot of vertical jigging. He made these for albacore. It's a really thin, soft plastic bait. Let's see if I can get into this. Um, on a jig head style. So you, you keep this head, you can change out the, uh, the bait on there. And this spring we've already caught a bunch of albies on it. What I like about this bait though, and the fact that it's a single hook, the albies eat this really thin profile is in the springtime, a lot of times you'll be out in the ocean looking for albies, but also this time of year, you can catch redfish right in the surf. And you want a heavier jig head so you can get some distance. And you don't want to go throw like an epoxy jig to redfish in the surf with a treble hook. Like you're just, it's not going to fish well. You might get them to eat it, but um, having, the, this is just more versatile in the ocean. For a small bait, like you can catch albacore on this, you can catch bluefish, Spanish, bonita. We've caught bonita on this this year. Um, redfish in the surf, redfish jigging, gray trout. I mean, it's just a really, really versatile soft plastic bait. Um, to have tied on as where like an epoxy jig you know you're more limited to just fishing albies on the surface um, so finding something that you can if you're slipping out in the ocean that you can be a little more versatile with is pretty big um, that's cool i've never seen that bit before yeah i've got a bunch of packs he gave us some so i'll get you some some packs of it it's a cool one when the albies are crushing it man the, the albies are eating the mess out of it so and they were eating little tiny tiny baits they were being real finicky and they were eating that really well it's hard to tell how big that thing is on the camera. <laughs> how much, it, uh, how yeah. much bigger is it than an epoxy jig? The the 
Plastic itself is probably another inch. I mean, they make different size epoxy jigs, but the, the size you and I throw a lot, I think it's three inch. I would say this is about four inches, five inches. But the, the cool thing is, too, I mean, you could trim it down if you needed to. It's just like a little forked tail, a little flip, uh, but you could just take it and cut it. I mean, those albies, it's really just a reactionary bite. But it's crazy how picky those suckers can get this time of year and in the fall. Like, it could be thousands of them smashing the surface, and you could throw five jigs into it, like five people at a time, and nobody hooks up. I mean, they get keyed in on some stuff. So finding some baits that they'll eat well is big. But I'll get you some packs of these. I got a bunch of packs of these. Uh, cool. All right, back to you. You got anything else? Um, well, I got some fluorocarbon, and then we can go over rod setup if you want. I'm going to run real quick through a few more baits, and then we'll do that. Um, other thing, these bugs jigs, I've been throwing them a lot, these little light tackle bugs jigs. We had him on. Um, redfish really like these. You do need a lighter rod, like throwing these with a, a medium fast. You need a medium light rod for sure to throw these little jigs for the most part to get get, get distance on them. Um, the trout thumper I've still yet to throw, but it's a really cool little swim bait style, um, you know, tie bait. Let's slide down here. Uh, here's my jig box. So I do keep in my skiff, I do keep a box of casting jigs because when it's nice, it's, I mean, the other day I had my skiff six miles off catching alleys, and which I've never done before, and we were jigging beneath on it. So the big Nick's jig, um, pretty standard uh, casting. I don't, honestly, I hate casting these big Nick jigs. They're great for jigging vertically, but they skip. The flat-sided jig like this, they skip out of the top of the water when you're retrieving for albies way too much. I mean, they'll eat it, but the, a thinner, more rounded jig for retrieving real quickly works way better than this. I was pretty un, um, I did not unimpressed. Like unimpressed with the way it retrieves. But it's, it's more made for jigging bonita, so it's great for yeah. that. Fishing on the surface isn't great. Uh, do you have any of those epoxy jigs you could show? Yes, I do on a rod right here. Those things have always been killer for me for false albums. Oh, they're great, and they're a great bait when they're when they're spooky too. Uh, mm -hmm. I need I needed to rig up a bait cam. Hold it a little bit lower. Okay, there you go. There you go. And and Is they're it? seeing this other camera. They're not seeing their camera. Oh, okay. So I've got the other camera set up, but it's 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 a lighter jig. It's got a foil on the inside, and it's actually epoxy poured into a mold. So you get a really actually it looks very bait fish like in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, the color I've had, I, I just have bought more of, but have, have had really good luck on is the pink. Oh, the pink! I've never even thrown the pink epoxy jig. You like that mm -hmm. one a lot? Yeah, the pink's a great color too. for the Benita and Albies. It seems like. Yeah, um, that's what I've had a lot of luck jigging the Benita with is a pink big next jig lately. Um, this spring, last last stuff I want to talk about. Y'all have heard me talk about these a lot, but the five inch diesel minnows are, are a great bait for trout this time of year. They're aggressive. A lot of times you can you can you're still going to get smaller fish to eat this, but you might limit the the 12, 13 inch fish aren't going to eat it, and the big fish will still crush it. Um, another color I really like is uh, the Golden Brim Little Boss by Saltwater Assassin. These are great. The Little Boss baits really is a really strong bait. It's got a real flat paddle tail. You get a lot of action. The whole body's ribbed. It moves a lot of water. Fish can feel it. Um, I just did a whole video on these, the minnows or minnow Z and the scented pogies. A little bit shorter baits, so they're both three-inch baits. This little pogies bait, it was crushing it on the jetty and on the wall um, before everybody found out about this fish. They were eating the crap out of this. <laughs> so I'm not afraid to talk about it now because there's about 100 boats on it every day. Um, and if you don't want me to talk about it, I can edit it out right here, Cameron. You want me to edit it out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care. Um, it's hard to even get a spot there anymore. But those shorter baits, I talked about this in a video 
Um, you know, as these young finger mullets start migrating back in and these smaller peanut pogies, uh, a smaller bait sometimes does pretty good because those, those fish, like the mullet in the early summer, late spring are really little, really tiny little mullet. Yeah. Um, so fishing a smaller bait can a lot of times help out. I think that's when, it, especially that bad shad color oh, is yeah. really good. Because, I mean, th this color looks just like the little mullet. Oh, yeah, especially in like slightly tainted water, tainted, yeah. slightly tinted. <laughs> uh, water is uh it looks really really good so let's uh what fluorocarbon do you like to fish you know but i started buying this stuff a long time ago and i've just always liked it i've, I've had I, I hasn't broken very much and i swear it's a little bit clearer it's this um yozuri um they call it hd carbon it's i i like 15 pound pretty much for redfish Trout, yeah, pretty much everything. It's called Disappearing Pink, which is, I don't know. It seems pretty dang clear in the water. Um, that plays off of like what they say where red's, red's the first color to disappear underwater, I think. Yeah, it's why they yeah, do that yeah, pink yeah. colored line right. and the red colored line. I think you're right. Uh, and although you don't get a ton of it, like you can get, you can get a lot cheaper fluorocarbon and a lot more. But this stuff seems to do really good in the... Um, the spool it comes in makes it really easy. So like you just leave a little tag end off of it and it just stays in place. It's pretty tight on the line. So you just pull it out and don't ever have like spool problems or very rarely have I had it like sink in there and I have had to go get it. Yeah. So that yeah. saves time. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things you pay for in leader is like a good spool design. Some of these smaller, um, or big companies, but these smaller leader spools where you might get, you know, 50 yards or something like that. Um, you're paying a lot of times the fluorocarbon. Yes. But also just that a, a good spool design. Um, I think I know intercoastal anglers going to be carrying this. I don't know if they have it in right now, but AFCO has come out with leader and it's been in the making for a long time. Um, they just recently came out with it. Uh, and they put a lot of, a lot of time studying and figuring out the best type of spool. Um, so you can definitely go pick this up in your coastal angler. I think if not now, within the next couple weeks, um, but the spool, it just is really well designed. It folds out like this and clamps in. I mean, it's just, it's a really good design for, for the spool. Same deal. Like Cameron was saying that that line sticks out like this. So the AFCO is what I've been fishing. I got a bunch of this from, from a buddy and I've been fishing this predominantly for the past six or seven months. Um, but a little trick that I do like, and, and when I need, when I'm going through a lot of leader, um, uh, a really good way to buy leader is through these actual spools of main line. So if you go to like, um, a lot of tackle shops don't carry this because they don't want to sell this because it's way cheaper, but for like 11 bucks, you get how many yards is it? 200 yards of fluorocarbon, cigar fluorocarbon. Um, as opposed to a, a short, much shorter amount. Um, and mm -hmm. that's just, it's, it's super handy. Um, I mean, th I've had this spool for a year probably, and this is 15 pound. This is what I use trout fishing is this 15 pound cigar blue label mainline. And so what that means is they're selling this as a spool to actually put, fill a whole rod up with fluorocarbon or fill a whole reel up with fluorocarbon, but you can buy it and use it as a leader spool. I mean, there's probably a slight difference, but I really think that most of it is just the simple fact of branding and marketing it differently and charging more for a smaller spool. So that's my, mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Sorry if I made anybody mad by saying that. <laughs>
<laughs> so, um, take it away. Want to do rods? Yeah, let's talk about rods. Um, all right. So, what I like uh, for, I don't know, I guess spring and summer, but I use these all year, but mainly for redfish, false albacore, uh, bonito, what else? I guess flounder, trout, whatever. Flounder. Trout. Yeah, trout, I like a little bit lighter rod, but, you know, if I catch one. You would fish the Shimano's for the trout, right? The yeah. GLX? Yeah, I have. This is, this is the SW3000, I think it's called, the uh, Spheros. Sweet, sweet. And this, I think it's based off of, what's a really nice reel that Shimano makes? Stratic? The Stratic. Yeah. It's based off the Stratic, but it's a... It's quite a bit cheaper um but I, i've got like four of these now and they've all done really good unlike all, all different types of fish and i feel like the ultimate test is always false albacore oh yeah <laughs> and they've done really good with false albacore so I'm, i can't complain too much about it but i like um in this for redfish mostly is this medium fast rod okay this is seven feet um so you can cast super far it's fishing a lot of top waters epoxy jigs Something yeah. you can throw super far, um, and then I usually uh, pair it with a three thousand. And yeah, yeah, I, lo- I love the three thousand too. This is a Fenwick HMX, which are super awesome rods for the price. Yeah, and a lot of times too, like the the warranty with the Fenwick stuff is over the counter. Mm-hmm. So if you break a HMX or an HMG or an Elite Tech or World Class, which are all Fenwick rods, you can just carry it in and it. If they believe that it was broken, you know, not because you slammed it in your car door, they'll a lot of times replace it for you. Um, same with yeah. star rods. And so I fish a, a lot of the Fenwick stuff now too. Um, and this is the Fenwick Elite Tech. Uh, this is a medium light. I like this for, it's a little little light for um, Albies. I've caught Albies on it this spring by default. Um, but it's a great redfish rod. Um, good, you know, slightly heavier bait trout rod but if you're throwing really light stuff i like to fish um, something a little bit lighter than this I, as you see there's an epoxy jig tied on it right now i got a 3000 pin conflict 2 on here which is a great reel um excited to get my hands on some of the new pin clashes for the for the summer um the pin clash too but i just what i love is a black reel like i honestly i would love just all black rods <laughs> and all black reels and the black super slick braid i will say i've hated this spider wire um, 15 pound spider wire. I've never had yeah. so many wind knots in my entire life as with this spider wire. Um, so I would not recommend that at all. Um, definitely get power yeah, I had a, um, these these reels. I used to have a big problem with wind knots, uh-huh. and sometimes I don't think it's so much. I think sometimes it's definitely the rod or the or the uh, line. I mean, and but sometimes I think it's the reel because I had one. I think it's a pin makes it i can't remember what it's called or no 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 it's a bg bg okay um dude i could i mean so many times like 10 to 15 times a day getting wind knots on that with the same line it's the exact same line um and these those uh reels i have had like maybe in six months like five wind knots yeah, I think there's a probably, you know, like lot like braid that pairs better with different spinning rods. I'm sure mm-hmm. there is. I mean, it'd be it would be an expensive test to do to figure out what kind of braid worked best cuz braid's not cheap. But no. 
I've had the most luck with Power Pro. Is that what you're fishing? Is Power Pro super slick? Yeah, I have Power Pro on most of them, and then on a couple of my uh, new setups, I have Power Pro super slick, and that okay. stuff's awesome. Right on. So uh, this is my first time trying Spider Wire, um, and I'm not saying that this, there's a ton of different types. Whoops, types of <laughs> broke the rods up off the fan. Um, but there's a ton of different types of, of spider wire and I need to maybe play around with some other ones or maybe I put the line on myself, but I put the line on myself a lot of times on a lot of my rods and rails. I've never had this many, many wind knots. And these are, this is my first time fishing the pin conflicts and maybe it's the conflicts, but I don't think it is actually no, I've fished the pin conflicts before with, with, uh, super slick on them and, and I haven't had the issue. So I think it's the line. I think it's the line. Um, but yeah, 15-pound 15, 15 braid, is that what you usually like on, on your 3,000? Yeah, 3, pretty, much on it, pretty much on everything. Unless I'm fishing like a 2,000 reel or something like that, then I would knock it down to 10-pound braid. But yeah, on a 3,000, I think 15-pound braid's usually what I would go with. Yeah, I will say I'm the exact same way on that 15-pound braid, but I did order a spool of 40-pound this year for my medium-heavy, my dock rods, so like Carolina rig rods. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to fish 40 pound on it just cause you're, you know, bumping barnacles in the docks and a lot of times fishing out on the jetty for redfish as well. Uh, and you really don't need more than a medium heavy and a, and a 3000 or 4,000 for bull redfish on the jetty and yeah. bull redfish on the wrecks. I mean, those bull redfish are pretty unimpressive with how they fight. I mean, they, they bulldog you pretty good, but it's not, I mean, you could, you could whoop them on a 2000 and a medium light if you needed mm -hmm. to. So I would agree. Um, but yeah, so I think we've been over most of it. Can you think of anything else the, that we have in our tackle boxes this spring that we haven't talked about? Um, I mean, I almost brought some flies on, but I um, the ones that I've been using that I really like, I, the last one I have is tied onto my rod. <laughs> well, let's do that. Let's do that in a couple of days. Let's record another one just talking about the flies that we like for spring to summer. Okay. Open water. Um, flies, flies that were thrown up in shallow water, maybe for belly crawler and whatnot, and then and then yeah. flies for fish in the grass. Sounds good. Sweet. Well, guys, we hope you all enjoyed this video. Um, you know, we just thought it'd be cool to just dive in and talk about what we had tied on right right at the moment and what we've been fishing the past couple of days. And so, hopefully, that's helpful. And uh, thanks for checking it out. We'll see you on the next one. Later.